0: Hi, this is James Barris. I hope you find this talk supports you in your practice. If you'd like to support my teaching, you can use the donate button underneath my picture on Dharma Seed to do that. Your support is greatly appreciated. So we've been uh, talking these last few weeks about um, refuge in the Sangha, that third part of the chant. We say uh, sangha. Sarananga, chami. I I take refuge in the sangha, refuge in the um, support of like-minded friendship. And I've been talking about it uh, the last couple of weeks and want to explore um, this uh, at least this one more week and have us get a sense of why the sangha is such a refuge. I want to share a line from the discourse, the great discourse on blessings. The Buddha talks about all the blessings uh, in one's life. And I just want to share a few that are pertinent to this. To associate not with the foolish, to be with the wise, this is a blessing supreme. To be reverent and humble, content and grateful, To hear the Dharma at the right time, this is a blessing supreme. To be patient, to visit with spiritual people, to discuss the Dharma at the right time, this is a blessing supreme. To hear the Dharma, the teachings, and to discuss the teachings are blessings. Why, why is it such a blessing? What comes from that when you share your interest, your curiosity, your um, perhaps love affair with the Dharma for some of you? for me. What comes from connecting and talking about the mystery of life? For one thing, it takes you away from your small drama about woe is me and what's happening with the economy. And uh, oh, and now there's the politics. And now there's, of course, the the, Sadness of disasters and that, that makes things really confusing and makes you say, you know, what is the point of all of it? Or uh, you're getting so weighed down by the mundane that you forget another wow. dimension. But when you talk about life on that level, when you talk about what real happiness is, when you explore the spiritual dimension of life, it orients you and connects you with a, a different perspective. And it, it leads you often. It leads you onward, inspires you in your practice when you hear others talking about how they're inspired in their practice, what inspires them, or what they're working with. As you have conversations, it inclines your mind towards the Dharma. The, the monastics, um, the definition of wise speech, one aspect of wise speech, uh, besides saying what's truthful and what's useful, And using uh, kind language, not harsh language, is not being engaged in frivolous talk. And for monastics, that generally means to be engaged in Dharma discussions is a very uh, nourishing aspect of the spiritual life. Now, you know, we can't be profound all the time and we have to take care of business and it's and sometimes frivolous talk I think there's a place for frivolous talk when it's just playful when it's not hurtful. When you're kind of dancing with somebody and you're just kind of uh, uh, exploring and the words are just a kind of connection that are used to share an energy. Uh, that's different than slandering and backbiting and gossiping and stuff like that. But Truly noble talk, the Buddha said, to talk about, to discuss the Dharma. Now, it's, it's one thing to hear a talk, to hear a Dharma talk. You might hear a talk or read a, uh, something in a book and be inspired and be on the receiving end. But it's a whole other level to actually engage in dharma discussions. How many people enjoy engaging in dharma discussions? Yeah. It's fun, isn't it? Why is it so much fun? I, one of my uh, favorite, when I think back of dharma discussions, um, one of my ongoing favorite dharma discussions when was, was when my son... Adam, who's now 23, when he was about four, we would have these amazing discussions. <laughs> I kept on saying to Jane, who, my wife, I said, This guy is pretty far out, you know. I said, Don't get your hopes up, you know, anything. But we'd have, the, and it wasn't just me telling him about life, we'd get into you know, where does life come from? where does it all start? And We, we actually, we, 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 we have a, a joke that to this day we just have to say, and we both know where we're at. We, we finally, you know, the Buddha said, you can never know where it all comes from, right? You'd go crazy. Well, we decided to call where it all came from Irving Seedling. That's what started it, okay? But we would have these amazing conversations about what does it mean to be alive? And it wasn't, as I say, it wasn't just me talking. It was him inquiring, inquiring and exploring. I would be so moved and so inspired. Mm. And to this day, he's after a dormant period, he came back to life. He just finished sitting a month-long retreat uh, last week um, in, in Colorado. And he's really into this stuff. My uh, co-writer in that uh, in the book Awakening Joy, Shoshana Alexander, who's coming down here uh, tomorrow, actually from Ashland, Oregon, we that that book is a, a culmination, as I say in the acknowledgments, of thirty three years of Dharma conversations where we'd be up, you know, into the middle of the night. What does it mean? Where did you know? What is going on here, anyway? And when you can find a friend that you are up into the wee hours of the morning, just exploring about the mystery of life, there's something that you create together that's um, that's quite magical. Or when, uh, for me, one of the I'm going to be starting teaching the month long at Spirit Rock in another uh, another week or so. And I teach with my good, my, my close friends. And one of the best parts of it is at night after the last sitting where we just sit around and talk about the Dharma. When you can have that kind of like-minded friendship, it's wonderful. We remind each other. We draw out the wisdom of each other. And the beauty of having Dharma conversations is that as we remind each other, we kind of get that the wisdom doesn't belong to anybody. If you hear something that somebody says that feels really right on, don't get deceived into thinking, oh, they're so wise. It's touching a place in you that says, yeah, that's right. And then it allows you, it sparks some, ideas in you and you can share yours and and then it becomes one kind of energy field one dharma energy field now a number of years ago um, i uh, i was approached by somebody who was uh, who was a friend who said you know these big sitting groups are really fine but what uh, but sometimes we don't get a chance to hear our own wisdom, and there's not—it's just for you know a few people who raise their hand or who are you know less shy who who get some contact and and uh, discuss things. How about having uh, smaller groups where we're not dependent on a teacher? And I thought that was a really good idea. And so um, out of that conversation, this is in the early 90s. I was trying to remember whether it was 90 or 91 or something like that, 92. Uh, I decided to create um, a format, a suggested container for groups to get together to have small, small group Dharma conversations. And I called it Kalyanamita Mita groups, Kalyana Mita Network. Kalyana Mita means spiritual friend, Mita, like metta, maitri, friend, Kalyana Mita. And Kalyana Mita is a term that's used in in Theravadan Buddhism that is very different than um, how uh, how teachers are whole teachers are called Kalyana Mita in Theravadan Buddhism. Different from a guru or some kind of uh, um, loftier, elevated status. Kalyanamita, as a teacher, is just somebody who's walking the path with you, who might be a bit more experienced and maybe can, uh, can help guide. But it also refers to any kind of spiritual friend who's walking the path and who you can... Uh, you can share the Dharma with and be inspired by. So I um, uh, came up with uh, some a suggested uh, format that's on the Spirit Rock website. If you go to Dharma Friends, Kalyana Mita um, groups, that uh, seem to uh, help bring out the best in, in people. And there are many, many... Kalyana Mita groups uh, over the years. How many people have been in or are in a Kalyanamita group? Okay, wonderful. And so this is the suggested format that there is it's facilitated uh, in pairs if possible, so it kind of mitigates the, the identification with role or projections that others might have. You know, well, who do you think you are anyway? Or, Wow, you know all the answers, how fabulous, you know. Or, hey, maybe I am pretty cool. Maybe I do know all the answers, you know. So doing it in pairs really helps. Um, and that often there's a group focus on some kind of Dharma topic, Dharma question, maybe a book that people are exploring, like a path with heart, you know, or your know, awakening joy, or something like that. Um but, or some some inspiring Dharma book that uh, that you want to focus on or working with emotions or working with wise communication. Uh, often it helps to have people with similar practice level of experience so that people who've been practicing for five or ten years are with others who are familiar on that level of practice. And a lot of times the group's... Have formed out of beginning classes when people are relatively new, and having a, a faci- somebody facilitate who's who's familiar with the, the practice and can be more of a of a um, a reference and support as people of the same level of practice um, share and explore together. And uh, different people, uh, different groups have different intervals. Some groups meet. Oh. Uh, Every couple of weeks, some meet once a month, some meet every week. Uh, the format for each one is uh, is a bit different, um, and each one has its own life. Uh, what I have found helpful is um, you meet usually for about two or three hours and start with a little bit of silence to stay connected. And then uh, checking in so you feel like you're part of a group and uh, maybe, Exploring for a few minutes how the practice is informing your life. What are you learning? So it's not just a check-in. Well, this happened to me. Or this happened to me. But this is what I'm. This is my growing edge. This is how I'm unlearning and using the teachings to uh, get a, a wise perspective on things. And uh, then having the the focus, whatever it is, of the group. And towards the end, having a um, time at the end to process and say, well, how was that for you? So there's really more and more of a a bond and a connection that people have. And so that in between the groups, people are exploring and looking at things through a Dharma lens. So when they come back the next time, well, this is what I've been noticing. So it's more than just when you show up, that you have it in your consciousness and in your mind. Um, And uh, the the, the the container that helps bring things out is a sense of safety, that everybody's um, perspective is valued. And the facilitators, particularly, as well as being supported by others in in the group as vibes watchers, want to control as best as possible, facilitate an even flow of traffic so it's not dominated by people who tend to be more comfortable and extroverted, and that people who are a little bit shy uh, have a chance to really be welcomed and, and, and come out. Uh, so monitoring the energy flow is often a very um, um, key component to a healthy group. Often the groups check in after a few months when they start out and say, well, how is this going? Do we want to keep on going? Anyway, what I wanted to do tonight was um, give, perhaps, give you an experience of um, being part of a small Dharma discussion group, which we'll we'll do in a few moments. Uh, Before we do, uh, there's a few Kalyanamita facilitators here who uh, um, have been very um, inspired by sharing with with others uh, and meeting in that way and I wanted first maybe uh, to ask one person and then we'll do a, a Kalyana Mita a little uh, um, exploration together and then uh, we can hear from the other uh, the others. so Kevin I know that you've been doing um, the Kalyana mita groups for a while and thought maybe you could share a little bit about what it what it's been like for you,
1: be happy to. I was asked to come and testify for Kalyanamita and <laughs> happy to do that. Ask for an amen for KM. Uh, I started our group about five years ago, and it's been a real delight um, in very joyful ways. Seeing how uh, we've had pretty steady. Group for the five years, but some people have come new, and uh, it's been a real joy seeing how people kind of really open up to looking at how Dharma unfolds in their lives. So it's been a lot of fun for that. But as James was describing the difference between sitting groups and Kalyanamita groups, my sense was, uh, or one way I kind of crudely described the difference was sitting groups are like. spectator sports, and Kalyanamita is more like participation sport. Mm -hmm. Although somewhat of a bar league, we (coughs) we do have fun uh, putting on our sponsor's T-shirt and getting out on the field.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. (coughs) Um, So we really do just have a very comfortable space where we literally come together and share our exploration of the Dharma. That's Mm -hmm. basically our guideline. Mm -hmm. I actually do have invitations in the back to... uh, try to recruit a few more people we have six regulars and sometimes the bigger challenge that we all face is dealing with how fast the calendar turns and so we don't always get uh, full attendance so <coughs> if you check out the spicy cheese balls invitation back there <coughs> the only way you get to know where that name comes from is if you come and join so <coughs> but it is really a joyful exploration and uh, It is a remarkable difference between sitting group, which is a great way to really support a regular practice, but working with the Kalyana Mita group, it's been so. uh, (coughs) It's rather than deepening my practice, it's broadened it to where I really get to see how uh, the Dharma unfolds in a daily way in my everyday life. So, great. Amen for KM.
0: Thanks. So what we thought we'd do, you know, if um, if other groups form from from our from this community, that that's fabulous. And if you just want to have an experience of um, having a small dharma discussion, and you decide to form your own group or just get together more with with a good dharma friend, that's fine too. So there's no pressure to make anything happen, but we. We want to facilitate other groups forming if, if that does happen. So, what I'd like you to do in, in a few moments is uh, uh, get together with, um, I think we'll have like a group of maybe four, four or five, um, and we'll spend about, oh, 20 minutes or so on a Dharma topic that um, came to me. Uh, that I thought might be a good way for you to share from your own experience um, about faith. I was talking about faith uh, in the last last few months and in the uh, the teachings I, I mentioned about verified faith, that is, what we know from our own experience to be true. So I... I mm, want you to just take a moment before we, uh, before we break into the groups. And whether or not, you might be very new to, to these teachings, um, and that's okay. But just uh, ask yourself, what do you know directly through your own experience to be true that gives you faith? What, what have you seen maybe from your practice, from your meditation practice, or from life that you know to be true? Maybe you've seen something about how things change, or maybe you notice how suffering gets caused, or maybe you have seen some other profound thing through an experience that's touched you that gives you faith in life or in the teachings, and as you connect with that, and don't worry if nothing comes to mind, you can just be—you um, can be part of the group without having to come up with anything really profound. But as you reflect on that, what's the place of faith in? Your practice for you. Okay, okay so now what I, I'd like you to do, and give this a try if you would, is to um, just uh, be uh, divide yourself up in small group of oh four or maybe five. Um, Four might be even better, since it'll be a little bit more uh, more time for each of you. And just wait, just divide yourself first, and I'll, I'll get you started. I'd like you to uh, first find your people. Okay. Now take a moment, just uh, to be quiet. And if you're looking for a group, raise your hand. Okay. here's, okay, take a moment right now and be quiet and sit for about 20 seconds, just Go inside right now. Go inside. And first get a sense that you're now part of a group with some people who you might not have known until a few moments ago. Where you can just say what's so for you and be heard and respected. Okay, and then when you're ready, I I might I would suggest maybe first briefly going around and sharing your own experience around uh, faith and then just having a, f- a free flow conversation about uh, faith for you in spiritual practice. Okay, we'll take about 20 minutes. I'll tell you when it's about halfway through. And just for a moment, um, let's get quiet again and uh, notice how it feels inside. Just notice uh, notice your internal experience right now. Have a Dharma discussion with some like-minded friends. Are we still friends? (laughs) Have you made some new friends? Uh, There's good energy in the room. I, I hope it felt okay. It doesn't take much, you know, just kind of looking at some other people and seeing, oh, wow, let's explore life. How interesting. And then sometimes you get in touch with stuff that you didn't even know was in there as you start talking. Or listening um, so just imagine if you don't have that kind of support right now just imagine um, over time feeling a real connection with friends that you get to know more and more and have a um, have a, a basis for exploring together various topics and practice. Mm. uh there's uh somebody else uh is it valerie is valerie around here um, oh melinda okay what well, and you you also uh part of a Kalyanamita group so would you share your experience?
2: Um, I know that James said that uh, the ideal form for a kalyanamitta group is to have two facilitators who kind of share the um, share the responsibility. And um, the kalyanamitta group that I'm in, and it it has changed. The numbers of people have changed over the years, and the people have come and gone. But we have never had a facilitator. We have always just, it it has just absolutely worked that each individual just brings themselves to the group and, you know, shares their experience and shares their experience of the Dharma. And it just seems like, you know, it it really works. And I suppose that, I mean, we have a group of, uh, usually it's between eight and ten people, and uh, sometimes less than that um it our process is that we come and we sit for about thirty minutes, and then we check in and talk about our practice in in we our check in is not you know what we did last week it's it 's more of uh, how our lives are informed by our practice and what 's coming up for us and then we we read um, we have a book or a reading that we will have done, and then we discuss it, and then we sit a little bit at the end. But um, for me, this this uh, this group has been um, it's been something that has really kept me connected to to the Dharma, and something that has really supported me in you know in in my practice and i totally look forward to we we meet twice a month and um you know it's just a it it it, it really works hmm. and so i would just encourage people to um you know if this is something that resonates with them you know to form a group hmm. or okay. join a group thanks unfortunately our group is full <laughs> <laughs>
0: So, um, and Melissa is uh, the, the community coordinator for our uh Kalyana Mita network, so did you have an, an idea of how uh, to facilitate, if, if people did want to participate in groups or join existing groups or uh, be part of new groups, um, maybe you have a...
3: Yeah, just a few words, we're getting to the end here, but some of you may be thinking after our James wonderful talks about connection and friendship and then Kalyanamita, what next? And as the coordinator for the Sangha, we are in the process of forming some new groups. And uh, fortunately, Kevin came tonight and he has a group that's already on the move. And as he mentioned, there's some flyers in the back and they can accommodate a few people. Uh, And then there is another person in our Sangha, Heather, who has stepped forward. She was going to be here this evening, but a cold got the better of her. So um, she is very enthusiastic about starting a Kalyanamita group. And if you are interested and are ready to go, that contact information is on our website, insightberkeley.org, and go to Expanding Your Practice. And uh, you can get in touch with her. Uh, The other thing that would be very helpful is if we could get sort of a sense of the level of interest because groups, you know, we may have more people than Kevin or Heather can accommodate. So two ways to do it. There's a sign-up sheet in the back, and you can leave your name and uh, email. Or if you would prefer waiting, you can – my contact information is, again, on the website, and you can let me know, and you will be hearing more from us in terms of – uh, getting some more groups going if there is a high enough level of interest and we will be able to provide you with some support so that uh, you can kind of get yourself organized and going. So thank you very much.
0: Great, Thanks, Melissa. Uh, I'm, I'm curious, if you're not in a group right now, I know a number of people are, but if you're not in a group and would find it supportive for your practice to be part of a group, either an existing group or... Uh, start uh, be part of a new group just uh, raise your hand is. wonderful so, Oh, that's fabulous so then uh, if you could uh, write your write your name and contact information and as we form groups we can uh, we can connect people with each other and if you're if this format isn't the right one for you just find a good Dharma friend that you like to share with because you uh, it makes all the difference in the world, like-minded friends, the whole of the holy life, as the, as the Buddha says. You don't have to do this alone. It gets, you know, sometimes can get lonely enough just as you're sitting on your cushion and there you are with your mind. It makes all the difference in the world to say, wow, look at the mind. Will you believe what this mind does? Well, what is, how does your mind work, you know? And if uh, you, you can laugh at it together... It changes everything. So I do hope you feel a connection with like-minded friends and uh, maybe participate in a group as well. So we'll, we'll close with a, a short loving kindness. And please do write your information as you go if you want to connect with others. Just feel how how the blessing of being with friends Talking about real stuff and being heard. And uh, extend thoughts of well wishing to everyone here. May all of us awaken to the truth, to our goodness, learn to share our love well. And may our coming together be of benefit to everyone in our lives, including ourselves, and to all beings everywhere. May all beings find happiness and peace and freedom. May all beings be happy.